Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker. We gave him the night no, off. No, no, no. He's right behind us. Oh, you see, he's here in spirit. Old Mr. Alien Head himself. Guys, really appreciate you joining us tonight. And I have the words of Matthew oh, Parker. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got him. Don't, don't worry. He's here in spirit, but we appreciate you joining us tonight for another episode of The Dudes Discussing Sports. Uh, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button there for us on YouTube. Give us a follow and a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. You can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, we're going to talk about kind of some of the fallout here. That's right. From the NFL draft from this year. We're going to talk about winners. We're going to talk about losers. Mm. Uh, A lot to talk about today. True. Welcome, everybody. Season three, episode three, the NFL draft fallout show. We'll have the award-winning two-minute takes here in just a few moments. <laughs> but as promised, as those that got to view the short earlier today, we appreciate those. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you guys. Let's start with the good news. Yeah. Let's start with some winners. And and for myself, man, I wish Parker was here, but I'm staying in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, my. I, I, I highlighted the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it, it would absolutely drive Parker crazy to be here to hear that our winners that we have are both from the state of Pennsylvania, one being the freaking Philadelphia Eagles. Hold on to that thought. We've got live news from Uh-oh. the man himself. He's chimed in already. Don't you worry. He's I got some Philly takes. I cannot wait to hear it. But Pittsburgh. Yeah. Blake, this was the first draft by new GM, mm-hmm. Omar Khan. And like I said in the previous podcast, man, a little sportsmanship with the very first pick. They do this trade. Yeah. Jump ahead of the Jets. Yeah. A little mind saying, games. I'm, a little mind I'm games. I'm not saying if I have the Jets on the winners or losers list quite yet. Okay. But they jumped the Jets, man. And I said, I, I think the Jets lost their marbles and their mindset when the Steelers jumped and took Broderick Jones' offensive tackle. I swear the Jets were looking at him. Yeah, I think that you're probably right. You know, jumping up and, and drafting such a, a coveted offensive lineman, uh, you know, I think Parker had mentioned that they're going to need somebody that's going to be able to play right away and block for old tiny hands up there. Uh, and being able to jump up, I think it, it really kind of messed with their head. It's not tiny hands anymore. Aaron Rodgers. I thought you said Pitt. For the, oh, for for the, for Jets. the Jets. For the Jets. Yeah, yeah. You're, right. you're right. You're right. Yeah. But Broderick Jones, though, will be blocking yeah. for tiny hands. Yeah, he will be blocking for tiny hands. But. To have them in the top one or two, it doesn't just stop there. Uh, they had the first pick day two in the draft. Mm-hmm. They actually picked someone that we mocked to them in the first round. They went ahead and took Joey Porter Jr. Daddy yeah. played for the Steelers. Yeah, I, you know, um, he's the kind of guy that I would say might take that personal. Uh, you know, getting getting passed over in the first round, you know, cost him a lot of money. You know, not getting drafted that first round, but uh, a familiar face there in Pittsburgh for sure. Yep. And then just add to that the big tight end from Georgia, Darnell Washington. 
Never know, hurts to have the big men. Yeah. Extension of the O-line. What do they call him? The best blocking tight end in the draft, I think. Um, he was. He's obviously a freak athlete. Um, going to be interesting to see what his role is going to be in the NFL uh, and how he transitions. We'll see. I think they have their pass catcher in Pat Fryermuth. So I don't think they'll expect or need him to do a lot in the passing game, but it could surprise some people. You get him on a two-yard throw and just let him run over people. Mm -hmm. You never know. Never know what will happen. So on the other side, I do have the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) This is where I wish Parker was here. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, the Georgia Bulldogs in Philly. Mm-hmm. I mean, did they fall to them? And it doesn't seem like Philadelphia had to do much but sit back and wait. <laughs> That's, they identified their people and they're like, okay, we'll let the best fall to us. I mean, perceived best. What are they calling us. them now? The Philadelphia Bulldogs? I mean, how many did Parker say that, that are on the on their defense? There are 11 players, I think he said, uh, from Georgia on their defense, I think. Uh, that, that's it's pretty amazing to see a group of defensive players that all came from the same place all end up in the same <laughs> damn team, man. They're just all so talented. I forgot about this. And they traded for another Georgia Bulldog when they traded to the Lions for their running back, DeAndre Swift. How does that happen, man? Well, because the Lions drafted a running back in the first round. Don't even get me Come started. On, Lions. You know, uh, I believe Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker called DeAndre Swift being uh, being traded as well. So, I mean, but it, he, he saw the writing on the wall just like everybody else did. So, <laughs> I want to know, do you want the pleasure of reading this or should I? Have at it, man. You're looking at it. It's right there. Because he's talking directly to us. All right, Uh, here we go. This is from the man in the middle. Yep. Matthew Parker. He's got two screenshots of notes that he wanted to share with us. Good Lord. About the Philadelphia Eagles and their tie back to the Georgia Bulldogs. This is why we love them here, all these notes. I wish you could see these notes. These are impressive. All right, the heading says, Georgia. Overrated. Hmm. Uh, He says, everyone talks about how Philly had the best draft, that they just let these Georgia players fall to them. But is that true? I think Georgia coaches lie to the NFL scouts. Hmm. Isaiah Wilson, DeAndre Baker, both busts with obvious issues coaches could have warned teams about. Maybe it's a cultural thing. This year, Stetson Bennett is a drunk knocking on random doors. <laughs> Jalen Carter was arrested for being involved in a car race that killed two people. Wow. In 2019, six Georgia players were arrested in one month. Uh, when Kirby got the Georgia job, player arrest immediately went up 50% his first year. I was going to document all the problems, and it was just overwhelming. Let's just say it's a lot. Uh, that are lying. All players that are problems. Uh, Philly is drafting a ticking 
Whoa, that's a bold statement there. For wow. this exercise, I'm using uh, the Athletics Dane, what does that say, Brugler? Uh, Brugler's top 300 rankings. His He's widely considered, uh, hang on here, sorry, one of the most respected rankers in the industry. Uh, Jalen Carter went nine. Brugler had him at three. Nine sounds high, but that's a huge difference from top three. Nolan, Sl Nolan Smith went 30. Brugler had him at 11. Darnell Washington <laughs> went 93. Brugler had him at 30. Oh, he's drinking the Bulldog Kool-Aid. Keely Ringo went 105. Brugler had 36. Jay. Their running back went like 100 picks later. There are other players. I'm not saying I won't work for the Eagles, but I'm <laughs> I'm not so sure these picks are as good as people have you believe. It could just uh, – all right, I got a typo here. It could just other teams uh, – whatever. Uh, we're not taking liars and locker room problems at high in this draft. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't do that any justice. A lot of good stuff there, though, from my, Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. He's not a fan of all this. He thinks that the Georgia uh, coaching staff are lying to NFL scouts when it comes to some of their top players. He thinks that maybe there are problems there that they could have let him in on. But I mean, I think that happens <laughs> with every – college campus coach in some form or fashion. Yeah. They're looking out for their players, which if you get your players drafted highly, it usually turns into better recruiting down the road. So yep. a lot of deception on all levels to, to make yourself and your program look a lot better. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it, it's, it's going to obviously be much more magnified at the university of Georgia because uh, I mean, Look, it's the freaking University of Georgia, right? Uh, all eyes are on them, and they're obviously going to be churning out a lot more of what people would call top-tier players. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I I, I've, I I tend to agree with you. I think it goes on everywhere, um, but I don't know. It's just kind of ironic that Philly has bought into – uh, what Parker would say is uh, a bunch of malarkey from coaches over a, the course of a couple or two or three years. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of folks that enjoyed or highly graded the Indianapolis Colts draft. Not going to talk about the AFC South as much on this podcast. You'll have to catch us um, next week when we grade all four teams from the AFC South. Let's see. I mean, I think Seattle did okay, right? And yeah. I think I think Minnesota did good. They got them a, they got them somebody opposite, opposite field, way you know? younger, getting rid of Adam Thielen and yeah, yeah. I think they did well. Um, without getting into the AFC South, I, I, I mean, uh, let's see who else. Uh, there's there's some people thinking that Dallas had a good draft. Um. I don't know about that. <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of good news that are good to feel good stories out there about Deuce Vaughn. I know a lot of you are checking out our shorts on, uh, on YouTube about Deuce Vaughn, and there's a lot of really good uh, publicity out there about him right now. Um, so yeah, I, I guess they did okay. 
but I, I think outside of the two that we mentioned already, uh, it's <laughs> the sporting news at Dallas yeah, 24. Uh, they didn't think yeah, much of it. Yeah. I think Skip Bayless is like the only one who's saying that Dallas had a good, had a good, uh, draft at this point. His Cowboys, his boys, his boys. Some people like the lions. I'm not going to tell you if they're on my loser list, but <laughs> we can transition to the loser list because Let's go for it. My number one loser is the jets. The New yeah. York Jets. I know you got uh, Aaron Rodgers here in the offseason. I didn't really count that as my draft critique. But yeah. you know what's staring at me in the face? Oh, old McDonald. Willie Mack was their panic pick after Pittsburgh jumps on. Yeah, I mean, that, to this, was, this was that, uh, that mind game that you were telling me that they played this – uh, and I think as it was happening, you were saying that you were pointing that out, man, they, they are absolutely <laughs> mind effing them right but, now. But Parker liked the pick. Parker was kind of higher on the pick. Not here to defend it. No, but, uh, not here to defend it for sure. You know, they, they make my loser list. Another loser list for me is Arizona Cardinals. I know they got the offensive tackle Paris Johnson jr. But uh, Parker said in our previous podcasts, You'll never hear of this man's name again. I, I was literally about to echo that sentiment that, that according to Parker, he's going to Arizona, so we'll probably never hear of him again. <laughs> um, give that a little Parker zing there. <laughs> uh, well, the Washington Commanders has made my list. I mean, they took a Emmanuel Forbes, who I personally liked. Um, I, I gave you all a warning to, that would be a name to listen for in the first round, but was it overdraft drafted with other cornerbacks still on the board? I think Parker told us that he's smaller in statute. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have much, <laughs> I don't have much faith in anything to do with the Washington commanders. And it's no, there's no secret about that for me. Um, I'm pretty open and transparent about my disdain for that franchise in general. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, they, they. I mean, it's kind of like a so what draft for them. Yeah. Who cares? They're like, reaching. They really are. They're they reaching really for are. a few things. Um, <clears throat> and and then, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I, I have the Atlanta Falcons on my loser list. Look, look they take. Mm -hmm. they, you've you've got the picture. I don't know if it'll work with what's going on over here, but making dreams come true. Look at Bijan Robinson right there. He said, look, I mean, it look, was meant to be. He's wearing a Falcons jersey. I mean, to be honest with you, this is actually a really cool story. <laughs> he's I mean, a good it, dude. it really is. He man. is. I, I think <laughs> all, I mean, I would dare to say most of these guys, except for Will Levis, uh, we'll get to that later, uh, are pretty good people. Um, and Bijan, obviously, this this story here with him in the in the Falcons jersey. Um, you know, the Deuce Vaughn thing with his dad working for the for the Cowboys forever. There's some really cool stories in this draft this year. This right here is is obviously one of them. And man, um, I don't dislike Bijan one bit. No. I think he is going to be potentially a great NFL player. I think it'll be an asset for the community, man. I do. I, I do too. It's just a matter of can Atlanta get their shit together? Can can they can they clean that organization up and get it back on the right track? Because I mean, 
But what did Parker tell us? He said, okay, what are we good at? We're good at run blocking and running the ball. It's that just, added to the you're yeah. taking a running back with a premium pick is a big for me because and then their second pick they take an offensive lineman. What are you oh, good? What are you best at? Run blocking and running the ball. You're taking you, stuff you don't need. You, what are you exactly. Doing? It's like you need to put more Who's gonna weapons. Cover? You need yes. You Who's going to cover Alave and all the exactly. New Orleans weapons? Exactly. You got. I mean, you got to look at that. I mean. Uh, man, I just I don't know what they're thinking here. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I'm trying not to give get too much into the AFC South. It's almost like, you know, the Titans drafting another running back for the second year in a row when they still have Derek Henry on the roster. But we'll get to that later in another mm. podcast. But really cool story here, Bijan Robinson. It's just a shame that you know he's being kind of looked at as kind of a mistake in a lot of ways by the Atlanta Falcons. Cause he honestly, I mean, dude, he deserves to be drafted high. It's just running backs are not something you really supposed to draft. In the Dime a dozen. Prove us wrong. B John. Absolutely. Prove us wrong. Any other uh, notes about winners, losers? I mean, uh, you mentioned Detroit. I mean, that, that was the other big blunder. Uh, I mean, <laughs> drafting two first round. Picks. Yeah, I know. Dra- and they, and they jacked them both up. They took a running back, a running and, a back and an inside, inside linebacker. linebacker. I yeah. mean, good grief. You, you get those you know, in the sixth round. You can get those off of any practice squad in the middle of the year if you needed to. <laughs> uh, I mean. Uh, a lot of people like Detroit's draft. I Not mean, me. Yeah. I mean, if you live in Detroit, probably. Uh, I mean, again, not anything to do with the guys. Not anything to do with the players. Because uh, they got Jameer, right? That, that was Jameer that went up there. Is that right? So Jameer, great, great player in college. Great. I'm sure he'll be great up there. Maybe. <laughs> He's falling into the abyss that is Detroit. And we're going to have to see because a lot of players go there and their oh, careers die. Not the, don't tell me Hendon Hooker is going to the abyss. Well, come on, hope hey, springs eternal with Hendon. Look here, man. If there's anybody that I believe in, come on, Hendon. it's got to be Hendon, and, and and I will be rooting for Hendon from afar, uh, just the same way that I'll be rooting from Jameer for Jameer as well, just because uh, I think he's a good kid and he'll be potentially coming up with with Hendon. But uh, the problem you is, won't be rooting for their wide receiver who got busted by gambling, though. No, oh, jeez, <laughs> the Calvin yeah. Ridley treatment this year, bud. Yeah, no. They'll have, they'll take they another gotta, year to heal up. Yeah, they're going to be on a two-year plan here. Two-year plan. Rolling out golf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was winners and losers. We've got a brand-new DDS two-minute clock that we're going to try to unveil here. <laughs> see. Yeah, we're going to see if it's actually going to work. Uh, for those of you on YouTube, we, had to, we just switched to the avatar here just because it's, yes, internet. Internet and StreamYard, but we're going to give it a shot here. We're going to put, what are we going with first here, Newberry? We're going to go with new stadiums coming to the NFL. Okay. With two minutes on the clock. It was announced earlier today. The Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. are going to construct a brand new stadium. Josh okay. Allen bringing the players, i.e. Stefan Diggs. Now he's bringing new stadium. It looks pretty nice from the renderings here. We have a couple of different pictures. Yeah. It says uh, we'll start immediately. Should be ready for, what does that say, 2026? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously these new stadiums they take forever to build, so they got they have to start it immediately. And if there's just, I mean, outside of Nashville, I mean, here in Nashville, we need a new stadium like nobody's business. Uh, but outside of Nashville, the next place that really needs it is Buffalo, particularly with a contending team up there. Um, you really got to get get that thing done for sure. But it looks nice. I don't know, man. I don't know how the weather up there is going to affect things as far as being able to get it done. You I mean you know they get the big hard snows and freezes? Yes, that's one of the things that kind of concerns me. Are you really going to be able to get it done? By oh then? come on! But that's like one of the things I don't want them to take completely away from the game day experience of Buffalo. Is we we love that chance of the lake effect snow, right? I don't want personnel and all the higher ups to get afraid and put a big dome up a and retractable then, then we have no snow in buffalo that makes no sense yeah i mean that's, that's yeah that, that's kind of the the mystique of buffalo playing football in buffalo right yeah. that lake affects yeah. snow but uh we'll see man I, it, anything would be better than what they have let's, let's be right. real here let's give the last 20 seconds or so to any updates from the titans stadium point of view uh, everything's getting approved it's got approved along. man um, funding's ready funding's there i i mean i haven't heard a ton that's what bothers me is i just feel like this unlike buffalo where they said we're starting right now immediately i feel like nashville's going to be dragging this thing out and this is one of those things that could eventually just get kicked down the road hmm. very frustrating for me and i know it will be for fans if it does happen yeah all right topic number two Go ahead and put two minutes on the clock. Yep. Lamar Jackson says, Lamar, I want to throw for 6,000 yards with the weapons that we have. Let's just stop for just a second here. (laughs) I mean, I know what you're trying to talk about here. I know what the topic is. He says, wait, I just got paid. I'm going to show my worth. (laughs) Guys, we cannot put this picture on the screen Oof. and not address what in the world Lamar looks like in this picture. Oh my gosh. I mean, he, guys, I, I'm, I'm really sorry if this offends anybody. I'm, I'm not trying to, but he looks like buckwheat. He absolutely looks like buckwheat. Who that? <laughs> From little rascals. <laughs> Would that, but Hey, I guess, I mean, I don't have any hair on my head, so I guess I can't really say anything. But come on, this is... 6,000 yards, This is just a bunch of garbage. Just because he got paid, he's trying to say, hey, I'm going to really work harder this time. I mean, we're talking about Lamar Jackson. Obviously, he's capable of a lot of stuff. I don't... I don't know that there are too many people that are really capable of ever throwing 6,000 yards, but I I can tell you... Who Who can get to five? I mean... Tom Brady Mahomes? has. Mahomes probably could. If he hasn't, I'm sure he probably has. A healthy Tua? Could he? Uh, what with, about Burrow? I don't think – well, I think that's a catch-22 because I don't think Tua can stay healthy enough yeah, to be yeah, able yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it. Burrow? Uh, Burrow probably for sure. I don't know about for sure. What about – Maybe a one-off he could. Herbert? Um, no, he couldn't. Trevor? Uh, um no. Could Trevor get to five? No. Uh, no. Uh, Dak? Dak, probably not. Jalen Hurts? I, I, I think Jalen Hurts 
he has a chance, but I think I put him in a similar boat as Lamar that they they are so quick to run. Brock right? Purdy. Uh Brock Purdy, no. No. I don't Matt think so. Stafford. Can he even throw the ball anymore? Is he in a wa- on a walker? Geno Smith with all Gino. his weapons. Can he get the five thousand? <laughs> no. No. Kirk Cousins? No. Aaron Rodgers with the Jets? No, I don't think so. I think there you can count them on one hand for sure. So that's what we're saying. That's what our argument was here was six thousand guy saying six thousand yards, and I in a previous pod said he's not a good thrower of the football. <laughs> I mean, what a joke. And he's, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's much improved, I'm sure. But at the same time, it's like <laughs> you got to be realistic with the offense that you run and and things like that. It's, uh, and I'm sure he's speaking in hyperbole. And look, yeah. it's all in good fun here. One more two minutes. <clears throat> All right. We're going to do a little real or fake. Okay. There's a report out there that the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans had a deal ready to launch for quarterback Ryan Tannehill. You know, this right here scares the living daylights out of me because Parker said this could have been a, a, a possibility. South. Yeah. I mean. Because of the coaching staff down there. Yeah, well, and the fact that things are trending in a very, I'll just kind of preview it a little bit. Things are kind of trending in a negative way now with everything that's come out about, you know, draft, the draft and, you know, conversations that have been had between Rand Carthen and Ryan Tannehill. This, this, apparently there was some smoke here. They were going to move up to the eighth spot. They couldn't work out the financials. Oh. Because I'm sure Atlanta didn't want to pay for Tennessee's sins. <laughs> they were like, Tennessee, you have to pay. Well, that, I think, honestly, that's the only thing keeping Ryan Tannehill in Nashville right now uh, is, one, no one's going to pay him. I think it's really all the whole argument is no one's going to pay him what he's getting paid right now. No one wants to pick that tab up, for sure. No. Uh, this will be a story ongoing from – Definitely from our point of view, being that's our local team here. All offseason long, Parker says he thinks he may be gone before the end of June. He doesn't even know if he makes it to training camp. Yeah. I, the That's going to be crazy. I mean, my Going thing is, rookie my big Malik. thing is, is the only reason you do that is if you're trying to tank. And who are you tanking for? Another quarterback. Well, that's my thing. What are we doing? <laughs> what do we draft Will Levis for? Why didn't we go get a daggum receiver? Oh, that's for another day. Another. Oh my word. Two minutes. Maybe we can spend twenty minutes on that Golly. question. All right. That's all. That's what we got, man. Thank you guys for joining us here in the NFL Draft Fallout Show, where we discussed winners, losers. Have to yep. take you around a little bit with the two-minute drill. Yep. Absolutely. Really appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button for us again. Share this video with all your friends. Check us out on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at DDS Sports Talk. You can also download all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, I wonder if, yeah, the graphic will still work. Sorry, guys, we're having a little technical difficulties, but it is time for your favorite part of the show. It is time for Final Thoughts. I'm going to Major League Baseball. Okay. And my team that I root for, the Atlanta 
Braves. Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. was named the National League Player of the Month for April. In April, he hit 352, four home runs, 14 RBIs, 13 stolen bases, scored 23 runs with a 986 OPS. Congratulations, Acuna Jr., for earning the right to be called the NL Player of the Month. But, Blake, I'll tell you what, he's putting up scary numbers. In four games in May, he's batting 375, two homers, six RBIs, two more stolen bases, six runs scored. He's not stopping yet. Um, I think we might be watching a very special player, kind of oh, just, yeah. uh, just kind of scratching the surface of how good he could really be. Uh, my final thought is going to be a very generic one here, but you guys all love it because guess what? By the time you guys watch this, it will be Cinco de Mayo. It'll be time to enjoy some very delicious uh, Mexican food to celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo. Have you some margaritas, maybe have you some uh, chimichangas, some taquitos and some fajitas, maybe even some tacos on top of it. But don't. We're not done yet. We got a final thought Uh-oh. from Parker. Oh, no. Parker has a final thought. He goes, Patriots, Bill Belichick just wanted to the Jets when he traded with the Steelers during the draft. An NFL GM told the Washington Post, Belichick did it just to F the Jets. He sold low because he knew the Steelers were going to take the kid the Jets wanted all along. Mind Whoa. games, coach playing yes. the mind games, and I know Bradley loves that I do. more than anything else. Guys, that's all we got for today. We appreciate you being here. Share the show with all your friends. Until next time, next it is week, AFC Blue. South grades. Yes, hey, Come stick back. around for those. Come back for those. AFC South grades coming up soon next week. Two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well.